everybody, and welcome to the Drew Brina Show. We're your hosts, Sabrina and Drew. Thanks for joining us this hour as we just talk about life, faith, travel, and everything in between. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, everybody, to the Drew Brina Show. Spooky edition. It's coming out on Halloween. Yeah, so we are Drewbrina, and we are um, all about learning and growing with therapeutic tools for a holistic life and marriage. How does that sound, Drew? Sounds good. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, not too pretentious. Okay. <laughs> no, it sounds good. And uh, really, uh, we're not tooting our own horn with that, with our mission statement. It's really just... We hope to benefit our listeners, and we yep. hope that if you can even take away one thing, one positive thing that's mm-hmm. going to impact your life and your relationships, then our job is done. Yeah, that is the whole point of this podcast, right? We just really wanted to grow with other people and grow ourselves in how to communicate effectively. Yeah. Right? That's right. Cool. And get super, super rich. Yeah, because that's what you do if you want to get super rich is start a podcast, right? I'm just kidding. I know. But, but yeah, <laughs> join our Patreon. No, we don't have a Patreon. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Should we, should we get a Patreon? Maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day. Yeah, I think right now we're trying to just make this for us, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's so fun. Like, have it be something that's true to ourselves. Oh, yeah. Like, we just have fun with it. It's just us talking in our living room. Nobody's here except Zelly. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely here, and he's bringing me his butt toy. <laughs> it's it's called his butt toy because it looks like a butt. It literally looks like one. <laughs> it's the end of a bone. Like a Kong bone Yeah, toy. like the end of yep. like a big rubber femur bone. <laughs> and so the you know how like the bottom of a bone like looks like a butt? So, this is butt toy. <laughs> That's what we call it. Yes. Now he's a butthead because I put his butt toy on his head. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Drew, how was your week this week? It was busy. Yeah. It's yeah, busy. Like, I felt like I was catching up on sleep from the whole week this morning. Yeah. Like, just super tiring. Really good. Not like burnout. Mm-hmm. Like, soul crushing tired but like mm-hmm. meaningful tired like work is getting you know more and more intense um uh, well not necessarily intense but it's just requiring more mental effort mm-hmm. you know yeah. and um so yeah just you know planning more sessions uh progress tracking um interventions and then yeah going over different stuff with my supervisor so just a lot of uh metacognition yeah you know what metacognition is Mm, something with the brain cognition (laughs) it's thinking about different things at the same time oh yeah so like for asking kind of yeah (laughs) kind of multitasking is a form of metacognition Mm -hmm. for sure but yeah metacognition is like okay put yourself like uh for me for example it's like when i'm meeting with a client here's what's going through my head right it's like okay i'm trying to be present with the client yeah like trying to you know make them feel seen and heard yeah you know 
because they are not just make them feel that way like genuinely see them and hear them so yeah. that's monitoring eye contact body language yep. tone yep. Uh, also looking at their body language their tone uh, also listening to the content of what they're saying mm-hmm. and putting it in the context of what they've already shared mm-hmm. in past sessions um, as well as there's been uh, other counselors sitting in with me mm-hmm. observing mm-hmm. and so also thinking about how you know maybe what they're thinking or how they could take it especially if it's like my head supervisor you yeah, know yeah. it's like trying to do things right and really choose the right words or actions for the right. session and so all of those things going on at once you know and yeah. then yeah we kind of talked about this that when you're a new professional, uh, you're st- still trying to figure out your professional style and yeah. you really have to start with your supervisor, your preceptor, whatever that looks like and get their style first and then others as well. And then you finally, uh, take bits and pieces and make your own, but it takes so much time and you don't want to step on anyone's toes while you're doing it. So it's, it's a difficult balance, but yeah, for I sure. can say you end up finding it like it's, it takes time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's humbling, you know, and I am new to it as well. And so I'm like, I've learned to really be accepting of correction and feedback because I'm new, you know, and, yeah. and even if it's like stepping on my toes a little bit, like, like you said, it's part of the process. I'm operating under her license right now. Yep. And, you know, I'm, you do what they say. Yeah, I'm still finding my style and you know with that comes the risk of maybe doing or saying something wrong so it's good to have that safety net of mm-hmm. the supervisor you know and yeah. I think you told me also like I'm gonna miss it I'm yeah. gonna miss the structure right having yeah. someone tell you when and how to do things when your brain's not activated and it's not thinking right you know you're like wait I wish someone would tell me right now what I should be doing yeah, yeah. for sure yeah you only have so much time of that yeah how's your week? Um, <laughs> emotional, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, just stuff with my dad, and um, he's okay, but went through some hard stuff this week, and so that was really difficult emotionally. And I try not to cry. So yeah, just an emotional week. Yeah, hard to explain. Yeah, no, not sure how to explain it all. I guess. Yeah, I mean, emotions are hard to explain. That's why they're like. It's its own, they have their own language, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The way that you feel them and process them is what they are, you know what I mean? Yeah, and just navigating being in Hawaii and not being home with family during this time and just feeling, yeah, like really heavy-hearted from afar and still having to function as an adult, you know, going to work feeding myself, being a wife, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, so a lot lot happened this week emotionally. I would say at least mm, like three or four things that I can name that were pretty tough to go through all at once in different categories of things. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry I'm being so vague, listeners, but, you know, you could just ask me. Yeah. Don't feel sure. like putting on the podcast though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a heavy week. Yeah. Um, but 
that's life, you know. Mm-hmm. We weren't uh, promised an easy life, but we were no. promised a full life, and yeah. that includes pleasant and unpleasant experiences, mm-hmm. emotions. Um, but it's all, it's all for good, right? Yeah. And I also just like to give you like a shout out too, because you were just so like loving, you know, and just there for me and you were looking out for me and you were asking me what I needed and how to be there for me. Um, just like letting me cry and snuggle you and just be a good husband, you know? Oh, thanks. Yeah, this is my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is just being there. You know what I mean? Because there's really nothing I can say or do. It's just sitting with you, hearing your heart. A lot of validation, too. Like, validating where I'm coming from, not minimizing my pain, you know, being like, oh, well, like, God's going to do great things. It's like, I I know that, but. you know it's like to be validated and heard is so important to know that like your emotions don't need to be swept under the rug or that they don't like life just goes on you know it's like yeah but then you're sweeping up uh, all these emotions under a rug that are going to come out one day and you're gonna have to deal with them probably worse because you didn't deal with them in the time yeah you know yeah some of it too is you just don't want to feel like you're alone in it Mm you know like if if people totally. understand what you're feeling, whether or not they think it's valid or not, is up to them or helpful, you know, whatever. But just, you know, somebody seeing and validating your experience, super mm-hmm. helpful, you know, because uh, you have to start there, you know what I mean? And the process of, I don't know, grief or really any difficult emotion is like you first have to recognize it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then see what's helpful about mm-hmm. it and then get rid of anything that's not helpful and replace it, you know, with truth. So, yeah. But also, I mean, when character is forged, it's usually, you know, through under fire. It doesn't feel right? good. Yeah. So it's counted it all as joy, right? Right. <laughs> Easier said than done, but. Yeah. And you can have joy even when you're hurting. Yeah. You know? Yeah, actually, it's funny. I was just thinking of the shirt that I keep wearing, and it's the joy, joy comes in the morning. It's a reminder for me every time I wear it. Um, I got it from Walk in Love, which is like my favorite podcast. <laughs> and they do shirt collections every couple of months. And so, yeah, it's just such a great reminder that there is joy even in seasons of suffering or hardship or trials. and yeah your joy can comes from the lord and it's renewed every day and your mind can be renewed every day so yeah tough tough week but i'm thankful to have slept a lot today um we had a fun party yesterday at my friend's house we dressed up it was a blast and we got to sleep today and like just chill and go to a small coffee shop and just relax together. Yeah, pretty, pretty slow start to the day, but it's kind of what we needed. Some rest. Mm-hmm. Saturday is kind of our Sabbath, like because yeah. Sunday is church, and you know we have to work. It's kind of a work day. You yeah, know? it is. A work uh, day. Like it's refreshing and replenishing, 
Yeah. Um, but also, you know, we put a lot of work in. We get up early, mm-hmm. go there, help set up, greet everybody, you know, and so. Yeah. I'm excited for tomorrow because we're having like a fall festival. Yeah. And we're doing a trunk or tree. It's so cute. Everyone will see our costumes uh, once this episode drops. So that's exciting. Yeah. 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 It's really cute. <laughs> and Zelly's even included. So I'm excited. Oh, about yeah. That. Can't forget about Zelly, boy. segment is google searches <laughs> all right let me pull those up r- oh, right yeah. quick he always has to pull mine up on the screen because my phone records the video for youtube so i always have to screenshot mine so that i can see them um is this the right order? that's the first one yeah. yeah okay i'm gonna get my coffee while you start okay <laughs> okay so yeah my first google search was sure shot cafe um which it's funny because I'm sure you already had looked this up and I just looked it up again because I wanted to know if there was an outside space for Zealous because that's the cafe we went to this morning. And it's like near our neighborhood. It's very cute. You can't go in. It's just like a kiosk that you go up to and you order. And yeah, I guess because of COVID, like now you don't, you don't go in, which is, in my opinion, dumb, but whatever so anyways i was looking it up to see if there's an outdoor space for zealous to come but oops not really Nah, it used to be like a sit-in cafe and stuff like i saw some pictures on the google listing but i guess some places just kind of converted to walk-up window after Mm -hmm. covid and they just kept it because it's easier for them i know which i get but it's lazy it's the Yeah. And it's like the nostalgia or the like sentiment, like you go and you sit with your spouse and you like eat or drink coffee and it's like sad. I mean, it was good though. We got uh, a party in your mouth scone. (laughs) The party in your mouth part was Rice Krispies, which was good. It was really good. It was chocolate, Rice Krispies and walnuts Walnuts. and a scone. It's really Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. And then... You got an iced chai. I did. And then I got an iced uh, bourbon pecan. Yeah. Uh, cold brew. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's not like actual bourbon. It's just bourbon flavor. So it's woody and smoky. <laughs> Cute. What's your Google search, babe? Oh, my Google search. Yeah. I didn't even vet this. It was cute, though. We were like behind these two ladies that were also ordner- ordering and... um. They were walking back like near our car as we were walking back to our car and they were like, hey, this like there's this winery right here and they do tasting. You guys should come back. And it was just so sweet. And they were just so happy. They had just come back from the bubble run here in Honolulu. And it was cute. It was just good interaction. You know, it's hard to like have good interaction with people right now. It's sad. They were really kind and like full of joy and energy and really friendly. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I miss that. Miss that energy, you know. They're probably from the South. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. My Google search. I'm ready. Number one. See. Parent trap names, oh. which is out of context, makes no sense. Well, that's what Google searches are all about. Yeah. So parent trap names. So Sabrina sent me a picture of all her and all of her girlfriends last night in their costumes. And she was like, hey, guess what? 
so-and-so is guess who so-and-so dressed up as and one of them she's wearing like a denim uh like a denim jacket Mm -hmm. kind of yeah yeah denim jacket and then like uh shorts like high-waisted shorts with a shirt tucked in and i was like uh i don't know and then sabrina gave me a clue she said 90s movie about switching and i was like switching like trading places like switching he said freaky friday yeah it was like freaky friday like and yeah i mean freaky friday helped me because Lindsay lohan is in freaky friday Mm -hmm. and she's also in parent trap yep and so i was like okay it's one of the little parent trap girls and so i guessed hallie which is the american one right Mm -hmm. and then the other one is oh my gosh this is her favorite movie, oh, apparently. No, this is bad. Hey, uh, yeah, this is bad. I, I don't know. know. Let's uh, let's Google click on it? the Google search. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it was up there, wasn't it? Hallie, <gasps> Annie. Gosh, I can't Wait. believe I didn't know that. Yeah, Hallie's the American yes, one. Yes, Annie's, Annie's the British, the one. British one. Okay, yeah. got it. Oh, yeah, so yes. I guess Hallie, but I was wrong. Uh, actually, she was dressed up as Chessie, which is the nanny. Yep. Of Hallie. Of Hallie yeah. in, uh, in America. Oh, it makes me want to watch yeah. that movie. It's such a classic. Yeah, it's a good movie. Gosh, there's no classics anymore, but. Nope. There's Just some remakes. good 90s classics. Yeah. Yeah. 90s was the decade. Speaking of 90s, I was wondering, you know when we were kids, mm-hmm. like in the 90s, 2000s, mm-hmm. and like we listened to like the classic rock station? Okay. And it was all the music from our parents' generation. Yeah. Do you think that the classic rock station is about to become like <gasps> '90s music? Mm. And then, like, think about that. Like, we're gonna be in a store or whatever, or a classic station, or we're gonna be like I'm all these this. songs that we loved yeah. when we were in high school or middle school, high school, going. college, uh-huh. are like coming on, and we're like, yes. oh my gosh! I, I mean, I think I about song. Target and like all of the clothing stores. It's all '90s attire right now. Mm. I mean, it's literally all of the younger girl yeah. stuff is 90s in Target. Yeah. So it's all coming we back. We need a 90s decade because 90s was just about like be, think, say, do, dress, yeah. however you want yeah. with no explanation. Yeah. And like, just be yourself. Yeah. And like media was just like, it had no agenda. It was just like really mm-hmm. goofy and funny yeah. and creative and well done. Like yeah. people just kind of put their soul into things. Yeah. And didn't have to have a formula or justify mm-hmm. their art. You know what I mean? I know. And so we need, we need that coming Sarah. from this like yeah. past decade of where you had to be like an apologist for everything that oh you say, think, or do. I know. You know, yeah. um, you always have to explain or like convince people that what you're saying wasn't trying to be hurtful or non-inclusive or Mm. this or that so it's it's hard okay but okay uh what's your next one uh i don't know you tell me um i oh i was looking up demi lovato oh how come because last night the girls and i were talking about like um we were talking about the parent trap you know because we had because our friend had dressed up as jesse and we were talking about, I had mentioned that, you know, really the only like person that I followed when I was a kid that like didn't go crazy was Hillary Duff, you know? Yeah. And then we started talking about those that did and I had no idea, but like Demi Lovato was like crazy. She's gone crazy. You know, yeah. she was like a Christian at one point and then 
she was like into satanic stuff. Yeah. And then she's been getting, trying to get sober, but she's been. She had like a good streak of sobriety where she was like really clear headed. I had no idea. Spiritually in tune and was like Mm -hmm. really speaking out against the industry. But then. It stinks. Fell, kind of fell off. You know. Oof. Mm, It's, It's hard to. Now, nowadays, like this day and age. It's like a really difficult time to be soul searching. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. there's so much information out there. It's just, it's information overload. Yeah, it Decision is. fatigue. Yeah, it yeah. is. And Absolutely. It just kind of comes back to like, you have to cultivate your own relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Like books can be helpful. Other people's you know, sermons or speeches or talks or podcasts can be helpful. But if you're searching for your answers, like everywhere in media and yeah, social media, just information in general, if you're trying to get spiritual knowledge, you're just going to get so confused. Like you have to find that like kind of ineffable, like quality of spirituality, you know, where it's personal to you. Yeah. You know, it's in line with your values, your principles, and, you know, it gives you, it, it helps you feel centered and motivated, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Helps you do the next right thing, you know? God, G-O-D, good orderly direction. Ooh, never heard that before. It's good, babe. All right. What's your next one? Next one. Oh. Um, Astros Phillies. So Astro mm. Houston Astros, that's my boyhood team. Mm. I went I even went to a game in the Astrodome, which was like the first indoor stadium like in the United States. I don't know if it was mm. the world, but it was the first indoor stadium. And um yeah, so Astros are playing the Phillies in the World Series and they lost last night in the tenth inning. So it went to extra innings. They lost, uh, I think, six to five. Uh, is that right? I don't know, but they they lost, unfortunately. But they're playing right now. I think they first pitch was like thirty minutes ago or something. Mm, they're playing playing again today. Yeah, nice. the World Series. Yeah, it's uh, first to win four games, mm. best of seven. Mm. They're in Houston still, so oh, cool. some of my family are going to the games. Oh, nice. Yeah. Next Google search for me. Yep. Oh, yeah. I have to pull it up. I was just waiting on you. Okay. I was looking up the sixth sense. Oh. Because I heard it on another podcast that they were, they were like telling the, summarizing it. And they made a joke like, this this is going to be a spoiler, but also it's been 20 years. So, like, if you haven't seen it, like, that's on you. And I was like, okay, I'm going to skip through this part of the podcast because I because I didn't want to hear the ending because apparently there's a huge twist. And so I texted Drew and I was like, hey, have you seen this movie? And he was like, no. He said, apparently it has a great tw- twist. We should watch it this weekend. He was like, unfortunately, I already know the twist. But I want to watch it with you because you would really – I want to see your reaction to the twist. And I was like – Okay, let's watch it this weekend. So we need to watch it. Yeah. I don't know when. Maybe tonight when you get home. Yeah, that'd be fun. 
Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I I do know the twist. So there's a Lonely Island song. I don't know if you remember the Lonely Island, but that was like Andy Samberg and Yorma and Akiva through Saturday Night Live. Like they did, like I'm on a boat was one of them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all those little parody songs. And yeah. so in one of those songs, one of the lines is the twist. So, oh, yeah. I was like, no, yeah, I'm too I'm close gonna, my so, ears. But yeah, no, that's kind of the rationale people have. They're like, oh, it's been 30 years. So if I spoil it for you, it's your fault. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah, there's no spoilers about it. I haven't even seen it yet, so we're going to wait. But I want to watch it. Um. You do you want to do one more Google search? Um yeah, sure. Uh okay. I googled Kanye West because <laughs> apparently there was some sort of scandal and mm. he got dropped from like all of his brands. Oh, Adidas, Balenciaga. Whoa. Uh the school that he was funding is closing its doors. Whoa. So yeah, apparently he said I, I don't know. There's there's always two sides to it, but yeah. Kanye was involved in a scandal. Bummer. So I don't know. I don't know the details. Okay. So I haven't really looked into it, and and yeah, I haven't looked into it. Gotcha. But anyway, Kanye is kind of a controversial figure. He speaks his mind and says things that are not, mm. not always politically correct. Which you know, I'm proponent of free speech and and sharing. You know, sharing his heart and sharing his convictions, you know, but just, uh, you know, of course it causes controversy. Yeah. And I don't, again, I don't know the content of what he said, so I'm not saying I like support and I just don't really know. I don't have an opinion on it because I don't have enough information. Yeah. It's hard to have pin- opinions of like celebrities and what they do because yeah. we don't know them we don't personally. Know them. <laughs> yeah. We don't know them and we it's just hard hear... to just make judgment on freely on someone when you don't even know their heart. Yeah. Sad. So, good and guilty meals next. Mm. Mm. Um, My good meal was probably Spooky Supper. Oh right! Yeah. So at our Bruce uh, Stew Spooky Supper. Bruce Stew. Yep. What's, what, what's Bruce Stew? Like brew, like a potion, or like uh, a stew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silly, but yeah, like play on words. Yeah. Um. That's why I named it. But yeah, had some lentil soup and yes. some garlic bread and a little bit of pulled pork. It was random, but. I know the the uh the lentil soup was really good and it was homemade. One of the uh one of the gals at our um midweek Bible study, she she made the lentil soup yeah. and it was super good. And I oh. know she's like carefully selects ingredients. She's all about healthy living and stuff. Yeah. Also our friend Marisabel's tomato soup was also divine. Yeah. So shout out to her because that was hey. so good. I had like two helpings of it and the garlic bread. And I didn't have any. <gasps> oh, I know. You missed out, man. Tomato soup's my fave. I made tomato soup is good. It's like comfort food. Yeah. I always had it when I was sick. I made homemade 
for this midweek, I made homemade butter squash soup. Yeah. Mm. It was, did you have any of that? Did you try my butter and not squash soup? I only had the lentil soup and garlic <gasps> bread. Yeah. Oh, I was just gosh. overwhelmed by all. I was having decision fatigue because mm. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> there was too many choices and we ran out of plates. We only had bowls. And yeah. so I didn't want to mix and match too much. I get it. Well, it was good. I missed out on the butternut. Yeah. Well, we have some more in the refrigerator, actually. <gasps> mm-hmm. Didn't finish it. And I made cornbread to go with it, which doesn't like typically go together, I guess. But I was thinking someone might make chili or something. So I just brought cornbread. But it was good. And then Drew made a cake for our friend's birthday. And that's cute. We did real. I mean, out of the box. On so. Yeah. But still, you made it. Thank you. You made it. Let's see. Guilty meal. I mean. Can you guess what my guilty meal was this week? Chick Fil A. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we it's going to become a tradition. The name of the segment. <laughs> to good and Chick Fil A meal. Yeah. Good meal and Chick Fil A of the week. Yep. What did you have for your Chick Fil A of the week? Yep. Exactly. So I feel like this is going to become like a tradition for me and my girlfriends because on Thursdays we have hula class, and then. We have like an hour from seven to eight before it closes. So we just go there for dinner, which totally defeats purpose, right? You like work out and then you're like Chick-fil-A, but I don't care at all. My go-to order has been a large waffle fry, which almost was a little too much fry for me this time. Mm. But anyways, large waffle fry, eight count uh, chicken nuggets with a sunjoy and a cookies and cream milkshake oh you've been on that milkshake game i know i'm not normally that girl but it's just been so they've been so good and like come on it's chick-fil-a you gotta splurge right it's true so my guilty meal probably last night um i took a break while i was working and i had uh panda express But Panda's so uh, cheap. You really? get so much food for it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, like 10 bucks for like a big. Yeah. 10 bucks for like a giant thing of rice, chow mein, and two entrees. That it's is really pretty good, good so compared to everything I got else. orange. So I got, I always do half fried rice, half chow mein. You can do both nice. for like your side. Mm-hmm. And then for entrees, I did orange chicken, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Beijing beef. Beijing beef. It's good. But. I'm like hungover from it today. Really? Yeah, just so all much the food. yeah, all the batter and just MSG and yeah, soy. It's yep. like, I'm just like dead today. Yep. Oh, I know what's next. What's next? It's spooky season, right? Mm-hmm. So what has been our favorite costumes together that you can remember or recall that we did? Uh, well, so all the costumes we've done, we did, uh, we were both Dalmatians from uh, 101 Dalmatians and our friend was Cruella DeVille. Cruella DeVille. <laughs> That was one of them. And then what else that have we been? That was iconic, honestly. We had collars yeah. and spotted yeah. outfits and our hair. Drew had uh, 
like long hair at that time so we yeah. actually made him like ears with so his I did hair two like little buns and then i did the same on the right and left side of my head that looked like dog ears yep and we literally had collars we yeah. were wearing collars around our neck yeah so i don't know if you've seen the movie Spaceballs. it's a parody of star wars have you seen it uh-uh. okay so yeah it's called Spaceballs, and it's a star wars parody and um one of the characters he's supposed to be chewbacca in mm-hmm. it but he's just like a human uh and his name is barf oh wow. and he's like a human dog <laughs> dog human Ew. uh That's a weird name yeah so um and i just kind of looked like barf <laughs> for, <laughs> for, just look him up barf space balls and wow. he just he's just like a dog he's played by john candy i think i don't know who that is Oh I God. know I'm not. I can't recall actors and Wait, actresses is it John so easy. Candy? I don't know. Maybe okay. not. But well, I'm gonna post a photo of all these. So yeah. <laughs> so that was a good one. And then uh, last year's was my fave. I did it last minute. I made Drew a masubi, which is like, you want to explain what that is here in Hawaii? We have them. Yeah, masubis are really popular here in Hawaii. So it's masubi. It's kind of like a sushi. It's like two things of sushi rice, and then you put little fillings on the inside. It could be fish. It could be meat. Most um, likely, though, it's but spam. the ones here that are popular are spam musubi, and so it's like rice, spam seaweed wrapped around it yeah sometimes they put like a little egg in there and they are really good they are yeah they are and so yeah i made drew a masubi so i put uh i put pink pillow on his like tummy area and then i wrapped him in black duct tape and he wore a white shirt so it looked like he was spam masubi and then i made myself into boba tea so i like made a silicone not silicone what was that type of material i don't remember oh cellophane cellophane yep with cardboard and um balloons black balloons into boba tea so it was really fun (laughs) yeah that was fun it was very hawaiian of us yes i mean it was our first yeah the boba tea thing was really fun it was cute yeah that was really fun i guess i could have made you boba tea too another uh costume that we did as a family, I guess this would have been like four years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Three, maybe four. Three, maybe four years ago, we did Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. I was Mike, you were 11. That's right. And Salas was a demigorgon. Yes. <laughs> and I made his costume too. Mm-hmm. I love making costumes. It's so fun to me. But it has to be last minute. I've learned that about myself. Like it needs to be like day before yeah. or day. Or it doesn't get done. Well, not even that it doesn't get done, but then that's when my, I like, get the best ideas and then i'm just like okay i gotta make it now you know like i don't think too much about yeah, it you just, just like, have to do it you're so right zelly's right. demigorgon was actually hangers like i had i had fastened it so it'd go around his face and clothes hangers clothes hangers exactly and then i bought felt red felt and then i made the like little petals and then um i used sunflower seeds yeah we glued no, pumpkin, pumpkin seeds. seeds on there yeah. we literally had carved a pumpkin and i saved them mm-hmm. and then i hot glued pumpkin seeds as the teeth it looked honestly yeah. i think i did a really good yeah job. it was pretty cool he looked cute yeah he didn't like it but he looked no, cute dog, well some dogs are okay with wearing stuff but zealous hates it and he's I been a like lion before yeah that was cute lion 
and what was oh yeah we also did like our mickey ears that wasn't that big of a deal but we had bought like these groom and bride mickey ears and so we wore those one year like mickey mouse ears yeah mickey mouse ears that year i made um a foot meatloaf do you remember that oh i do remember that the With toenails onions. were onions oh. oh that was gross that was cute no she made a meatloaf in the shape of a foot yeah. and it came out good it did and it was yeah and the toenails were onions oh it was gross looking it was but good cute. and like ketchup the on ketchup it was like a bloody foot yeah. <laughs> It was good. great meatloaf, though. Good meatloaf. Mm-hmm. Best foot I ever ate. Ever ate. <laughs> Ew, weirdo. Yeah. Okay. That was a fun topic. Do you have any individual costumes that you really liked when you were younger? Um, yeah. Uh, my sister and I were M&Ms one year. Cute. I think she was red and I was green or something. And then... Uh, I was, I think I was Anakin Skywalker one year, mm. like Padawan yeah. Anakin, yeah, which is like where he's still learning. He's not a Jedi yet. And, uh, there was like this little earpiece that went over your ear. That was like the Jedi braid. Right. So the Jedi braid, they just have like this one, they have short hair, but then this one single braid that goes behind their right ear or left ear. And, uh, yeah, so I had the full costume. Shit. Another year, I was Han Solo. My mom made it for me. She, like, made the pants with, like, the stitches, like, the little um, dotted lines on the side of it and a vest. Wow. Yeah, it was was fun. So, a lot of good Star Wars characters. It's cute. Yeah. Growing up. And then today, he was like, I really want to be... What, would, what did you say? Yeah, Obi-Wan? I want to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I was like, why don't I pick weren't... stuff that I'm interested in to dress up in? I just kind of go along with whatever fits the, the family. Which is well, which is fun too. Well, I always ask That's you like, at. what do you want to do in advance, yeah. and you don't give me an answer. In the moment, so. yeah, it's like you, right? Like you have to make the costume last minute. I can't. When you ask me like a month in advance, I'm like, oh, I don't know, like I don't know, because there's so much, so many other things on my mind. Yeah, totally. I think one of my favorite was I was Kim Possible, and my brother was Ron. Oh. And my mom <laughs> nice. made like us a little beeper and everything, do, and do, like, do, do. yep, it's nice. so cute. That's awesome. And then another one is my mom. There's like a costume contest uh, for this big fall festival we were having when we lived in Arizona. And she made me into this huge feathered bird. <laughs> yeah, huge. We're talking like feathers everywhere. <laughs> it Sounds was, extra. It was extra. But you know what? <laughs> I won the costume contest. There you go. It was so cute. I, I don't have a photo of that, though. I don't remember if my mom. I mean, that wasn't a thing back then taking a bunch of photos yeah so. true that's crazy yep <laughs> a big bird just a huge feathered bird and she made like <laughs> with like cone. real real feathers and stuff oh okay no it was it was like some kind of some kind of fabric to use as feathers i looked really good like not big bird that's what I feel like people are going to envision. <laughs> big yellow, but I wasn't big a bird. big bird. I was like a pink bird. That's funny. Anyways, with the cone and Sorry. everything as the beak. That yeah. was cute. Fear. So, what is fear, Drew? Fear to you, I guess. Um, so fear is, so 
fear originates from survival instinct. Mm. So the brain, deep, deep in the brain, and the really primitive parts of our brain, uh, we're always scanning and looking for danger. Mm-hmm. Anything that could attack us, yeah, kill us, right? Yeah. So it comes from our survival instinct. So naturally, yeah. the brain is scanning and looking for danger. Yeah. And it, while it was, you know, very useful whenever we were cavemen and Neanderthals and hunters and and you know living in the African bush, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, it's not as helpful anymore. It's maybe maybe less effective in our modern society. Yeah. I mean, you still have to be aware. Um, but sometimes the fear when there's not actual immediate environmental threats, mm-hmm. it's going to look for it's going to look for things to detect as threats like socially, mentally, emotionally. So like you can pick up on people's facial expression or something like that in a social situation and that can trigger fear you know because it's just that fear scanning mechanism is just looking for something to pick up so at its root it's a survival instinct so fear itself is not necessarily like bad or negative like Mm -hmm. if we didn't have some fear then we wouldn't be surviving and advancing as a species yeah But it's when the fear gets excessive and it's not helpful uh, of, you know, when it's detrimental and it keeps you out of the day to day. So the way I look at fear is, yeah, survival instinct. But then once it becomes excessive and you kind of like partner with it and you start to act out of fear, think out of fear, it's not always helpful. So instead of acting out of fear, and thinking out of fear and behaving out of fear um, or fearing the worst. It's mm-hmm. it's best to operate from a place of faith, Yeah, you know, that faith that you're going to be safe, faith that you're, and when I say safe, I just mean like not, like you're not going to die. Right. You know, it doesn't mean safe, like everything's all good all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, operating from a place of faith rather than fear, yeah. which is... Yeah, like believing that things are going to work out for the best. Yeah, and the opposite of fear is faith. And the opposite of fear is joy. And yeah, the definition of fear when I looked it up is an unpleasant emotion caused by belief that someone or something is dangerous or likely to cause pain or is a threat. And then like an offshoot of that was an anxious concern. Mm. So, what are you afraid of? Uh, the only thing to fear is fear itself. <laughs> That's that quote that everybody's heard that makes them more afraid of fear. Yeah. Gets them stuck in a fear loop. Yes. Wait, I'm not supposed to be afraid of anything but fear? Wait, I'm afraid of fear, but, but what is fear? I'm afraid that I'm afraid of fear. I'm afraid that I'm afraid that... Yeah, it's a it's cycle. Like, yeah. But, I mean, it makes sense. I get what it's getting at. Uh, What am I afraid of? Um, I think I'm afraid of... I'm just going to jump into it, these core fears. Because a lot of times we have little fears on the surface, but there's usually a few core fears Mm -hmm. that manifest as other things. So, 
I think one core fear of mine is um, uh, being alone. Um, not in the sense of like not being around people, but just like being alone in the sense of not being fully known and loved. Yeah. And accepted, yeah. you know, the good and the it's bad and the one. ugly, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and which is kind of tied to fear of not being enough. Yeah. Which is tied to fear of rejection. Yep. Um, fear that people aren't going to like me. And then uh, I also have both fear of failure and fear of success. Yeah. So, and that's a weird one because it's like yeah. fear of failure is obviously you try your best and you don't get the, you know, outcome that you desired or thought you would. Mm-hmm. Fear of success is like you fear the responsibilities that come with success. Yeah. Because when you're successful, you have to take on more responsibility. And yeah. your life changes, and you're held accountable, and you usually have more people that you're, you know, responsible and accountable to. Yeah, right. And so it's like, what's, yeah, it's not a good place to be, to be caught between them. And when I say that, it's like, you know, I'm not just like declaring those things over myself, like, oh, I'm afraid of this, I'm afraid of this, and that's the way it is. Like, I'm not condemning myself in it. It's just like, in my awareness, in my weak moments, like I can catch myself, you know, being afraid of those things and I can, you know, replace them with the truth, right? It's like, I'm fully known and fully loved. I am worthy of love. And, you know, um, I have something to give. Mm. And at the end of the day, it's about, you know, if I did my best and, you know, how God sees my heart, versus how other people see me or what they're thinking about me. Yeah, it's good. So, what about yours? I think my core fear is very similar to you. I think a lot of us would say could say the same if we really dug deep. Uh so yeah, my core fear is not being enough. Um just like mm. not being enough relationally not being enough um spiritually not being enough uh in my career as a nurse and to my family um yeah that's a big one for me and then i definitely losing someone like losing <laughs> losing a family member losing you uh losing a child potentially that kind of thing um, definitely a fear of mine. Losing Zelly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fear of loss. Yeah, fear yeah. of loss. Yeah. Um, fear of rejection. Definitely I also can relate to that. Just feeling like I'm gonna be rejected by the people around me. Do you remember talking about the fear dance? Oh yeah, I do. Think about that a lot. Yeah, the fear dance is Everyone has their own core fear that they deal with. And if we can identify it and bring it forth, then we can ab- we can be able to identify the cycle that we play, this dance that we do with our spouse or our significant other or whoever, our parents, our sibling. Um, and it's like whatever f- core fear you normally feel the most sets it off. Um, Mm -hmm. Mine is like core, my core fear is the rejection. Mm -hmm. So like if I ever feel rejected by Drew, it 
kind of starts this cycle in my head if I'm not cautious about it and don't stop it. Um, and it causes me to get angry and to be frustrated with him. And so we all have this dance we play together with whoever it is in our life. And so if we can identify that core fear, we can bring it forth to the light and really search it, search what it is and why we have it and where it came from and the root of it, um, and then get the help that we need or talk about it with a friend, trusted mentor or something, which is good. Yeah, so the fear dance is when your core fear triggers somebody else's core fear. Yeah. And then you go back and forth, and that's the dance. So if Sabrina feels rejected Mm -hmm. and then she, like, flashes out at me that will then make me feel like disrespected yep like i didn't do enough right or i didn't do something right yeah or i'm not loved right and so it's like her rejection then she lashes out at that and then that triggers me not feeling enough and then that either triggers me withdrawing Mm -hmm. and then when i withdraw then sabrina feels rejected because i'm not so then it's just like, that's the dance. Yeah. And then you just go back and forth, you know? So yeah. yeah, when you become aware of those, like the biggest thing is to become aware of when you get triggered and mm-hmm. to not act out of it. Because when you get triggered, like it's just, it triggers your fight or flight. Again, going back to like the, the deep, you know, your brain stem, like the deep primitive parts of your brain for survival, fight or flight, if there's an animal or an aggressive person that is going to, you know, attack you, then you go into fight or flight. You either run or you fight them back. And so that gets triggered whenever you're in arguments or conversations. And legitimately, you cannot use your rational brain because all the brain activity is just in survival. You can't use it for like, 20 minutes so literally once fight or flight gets activated nothing good can happen you have to take a break yeah that's good why do you think fear is such a motivator to us uh i think kind of going back to because it's a survival instinct we're Mm. wired to fear like fear is an important important thing way that god made us because it helps us detect danger mm-hmm. and helps us survive so that we can continue to be fruitful and multiply but like i said it's it's become excessive and we've become kind of hyper vigilant uh in this age mm-hmm. and it's been more like the fear has transferred more into like social context social standing What's this person thinking, saying, or doing? What's their ulterior motive? What do they think about me? So it's like the fear response has been transferred over. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Why do you think fear is such a paralyzer? Uh, I don't know. I think because, like I was saying, it, it can put you in a few things. It can put you in fight or flight, mm-hmm. which literally all the, the blood flow and brain activity goes to like your deep brain your lizard brain your animal brain Mm -hmm. to help you survive so you're not thinking rationally socially you're not using the parts of your brain that are for connection language judgment like that gets shut down and it all gets rerouted to the survival centers in your brain so that's that's paralyzing Mm -hmm. right and and also you've heard it say like fight or flight they're now saying fight uh, fight, flight, or freeze yeah, response, mm-hmm. just like locking up. 
in the moment too. Yeah. So that's paralyzing. And then also, uh, I think it's paralyzing because like fear is a bottomless pit, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, it has there's it's not avenues. definitive. Yeah, yeah, it's it's endless. So it hijacks your creativity, and mm-hmm. it's like fear itself is it's always telling you something bad that's going to happen, something that you're not going to get, something that like, so in the same way that faith is infinite, Mm -hmm. like faith, you know, when you imagine the possibilities and the new experiences to come and, you know, like things have worked out in the past, so why wouldn't they work out in the future? Like it's your creative energy is spent toward, you know, envisioning and visualizing like a positive future in the same way fear because it's a bottomless pit and because it's infinite okay so our reflection question self-reflection question um that we came up with was what unhelpful fear can you let go of and i think to be you know transparent and everything we can talk about what our unhelpful fear is that we need to get rid of um and i mean it's hard to be like, oh, my core fear needs to be let go of because that takes years, you know, yeah. like that's why we do therapy. That's why um, we do EMDR to help with core fe- that core fear. And so I guess like an unhelpful fear that I can let go of recent, like now, like right now from this last week that I was holding on to was just like the loss of a family member. Like I can let that go you know like I don't have to let that fear continue to eat away at me um because it's not I was talking to Drew the other day I was like my brain keeps like festering on like what my significant other or what my um family member is going through and it's like thinking about all the detailed like um activity of the body the anatomy like the pain receptors like so many details right and I don't need to I don't need to I mean empathy is so good and so healthy but I don't need to sit there and dwell on losing a family member um anymore like at the time it could it was probably healthy because I needed to wrestle with that for a moment but now I can let go of it and I can, I can let go of it and be like, okay, I'm safe. Like you're safe, Sabrina, your, your family's safe. Like you're, you're in a good place and you can just relax now and just call that family member up and talk and see them and feel their spirit through the phone and know that you're not going to have to grieve anybody right now. Um, and I mean, I think that you know, that was helpful in the moment, like I said. And also it was like a fight or flight response because I had just lost my grandpa too, my poppy on my mom's side. And he died like only a few months ago. And so to have feel that feeling again of this intimate, uh, what is it, what I'm trying to say? In imminent, yeah, mm-hmm. imminent death um, was, is powerful and really scary right um man the fear of death we have we didn't even touch that <sighs> and that well, is we kind of did like yeah. that's that's that core fear of death yeah. that's yeah. why fear is important because yeah. it can keep you alive 
it's interesting because I don't necessarily fear death for myself mm-hmm. because I know where I'm going and I have that sure assurance for my body, um, but and for my soul and my mind and everything. But I like fear the death of other people because of the lot that the loss that loss that you're gonna feel that yeah. emptiness that void that sacred place that person holds in your body and your mind and your heart that has to be grieved and that is like very very scary <laughs> yeah spooky. right it's or almost more spooky, of a as odin used to say yeah it's like more of a fear of loss than fear of death you know yeah yeah fear of loss permanent loss because the person yeah. being left behind is in a way worse shape than the person who gets to go to heaven yeah and, you yeah. know and just so everyone knows sabrina's dad is he's alive and he's oh, recovering yes. and he's good so yes, we yes. didn't lose anybody <laughs> no 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 yeah so <laughs> sorry i thought i made that very clear that i can let go of that fear because it's not yeah i know we've just fear. been being vague so. sorry yeah yeah um what unhelpful fear can i let go of i think an un- unhelpful fear that i can let go of is like a lot of times i'll fear that like so just with like how many hours are in the day and how much stuff i need to do a fear that i have is like i'm gonna prioritize my time wrong or like i'm gonna do the wrong thing at the wrong time in the wrong order for Mm -hmm. example like i'm gonna be doing the dishes whenever i'm supposed to be studying or i'm gonna be resting and relaxing while i'm supposed to be working Mm -hmm. or i'm gonna be editing the podcast while i'm supposed to actually be you know meditating or praying or like reading something spiritual sure and so it's like it's all, hard to know yeah like well and that's it's a fear right and what that fear does is it paralyzes me and then i just don't do anything yeah. so it's an unhelpful fear mm-hmm. and i don't think yeah order is good but i think order is learned more from experience like mm-hmm. i don't just have to sit there until i divinely know like Right. What the next right thing to do is. The next right thing to do is the next right thing to do. Right. Just do you know? something that's right on that list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't have to think of it which one it be. is because they're all right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then I know that there is a order and prioritizing and things to work on in succession. But that I think that will come. Exactly. I was going to yeah. say that next. Like, as you start to prioritize what is a priority, then you'll realize, like, okay, so... You know, maybe this rest I just gave myself wasn't that necessary in yeah. regards to needing to work first or whatever the case right, may be, right. right? So yeah. you'll learn as you go yeah. and as I correct you and get mad at you. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I mean by, oh, I'll learn it as I go. I mean, Sabrina will yell at me until I learn. No, I'm Yell? <laughs> I do not yell at you all the time. Just when I'm really angry. <laughs> I'm talking about fear response. <laughs> My amygdala is on okay, fire. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, no putting each other under the bus. We want to thank everybody for listening, and again, yeah. our heart is that you learned something—at least one thing—from this podcast. That is going to improve your life, your relationships, your communication, mm-hmm. your connection with God. Um, and we're just, you know, we're just really grateful to be 
contributing and putting something out. And I mean, also, it's just really fun to to sit down, get the equipment out and, you know, and have a conversation with each other. Yeah, totally. And we've gotten such good responses. Like I had a friend text me the other day and she's like, I love your podcast. Mm -hmm. And another one that's like, I don't even, you know, really listen to podcasts or don't really like podcasts, but like, I really like y'all's and I'm going to keep listening to it. And then someone else is like, I'm definitely like 10 out of 10 loving this podcast. And I'm like, wow, we've got such good responses. So So I'm thankful for that. And I hope it just keeps growing. Cool. Well, speaking of connecting with everybody listening, so we have an Instagram, TikTok, and a YouTube page. Um, We uploaded our first video podcast last week on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So check out our YouTube page. It's just the Drew Brina Show. That's right. uh, On YouTube. YouTube is going to be rolling out uh, at mentions. Did they already do it? Yeah, I already made ours. They did. So it's at the underscore Drew Brina underscore show. Yep. So for YouTube. And then Instagram. And is make the, sure you subscribe. And yeah, make sure you subscribe. Yep. Um, yeah, hit the bell for notifications if you mm-hmm. want to be updated when we upload. Yep. Um, I think our vision for that is to upload content, not only the podcast, but maybe other videos and shorts and things like that. Yeah, I would like to start like not necessarily vlogging like i've thought about vlogging yeah. but that kind of gives me a lot of anxiety because i'm like uh, is my f- life like actually <laughs> that vlog fun? worthy yeah i don't like, know sometimes people like to watch everyday, everyday stuff, stuff you know yeah. um but anyway. anyway uh so youtube is at the drewbrina show the underscore drewbrina underscore show instagram same thing the underscore drewbrina underscore show also, most of the content that comes from us is from my Instagram, though, and that's at Sabrina Dayan, D-A-Y-A-N Larson, L-A-R-S-O-N. Yeah. Um, that's the most right now. I mean, our yeah. Drabrina show pod, uh, Instagram's just more about the podcast, so yeah, for sure. if you want to see day-to-day stuff, for follow sure. me. And then TikTok is at the Drewbrina show. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I think we're going to take a poll. Should we remove the underscores from our Instagram and YouTube account? I just think it looks cleaner. But Sabrina has a good point too in saying the underscores help divide the words. The underscore Drewbrina underscore. It helps it, you know, it makes it easier to read. Clear. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it easier. But anyway, do a poll. Yeah. You no. can actually do a poll on podcasts. Did yeah. you know that? Mm-hmm. I made a poll for the listening episode recently. So if you go back and listen yeah. to the listening podcast, hey. you can but, do a poll on that. So vote on the poll yeah. whether we keep the underscores in our YouTube and Instagram account or if we just do the Drew Brina show without the underscores. Sure. So. And it's not a vote for Drew or a vote for Sabrina. It's just <laughs> whatever, whatever looks best. Yeah. So either way. Whatever makes it easier to interact with you guys. So. so we, and next week we may or may not have a guest. We'll see. I don't know. I'm excited. All right. Well, have a great week, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Ciao for now. Bye.